are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. Woo! Okay, here we are. As always, I'm just so happy to be here today. Actually, (laughs) it's a miracle for me to be here today because I've been just so sick for this past week. And if you talked to me like two days ago, I couldn't even say a word to you because my throat was hurting so much and I I couldn't even say a word. And so, yeah, man, I don't know. Like everybody on campus is just so sick. And when you're even in the lecture halls, you can't even pay attention to what the prof is saying because there's just so much coughing going on in the, in the lecture hall and everybody's just super sick. So if you're listening to this right now, guys, <laughs> protect yourself, prevent this from happening in the first place. Just use hand sanitizers, wash your hands, um, <laughs> take care of your hygiene, stay clean, whatever you need to do to prevent this from happening because it really does suck and it really just slows you down and it's yeah it really sucks so yeah stay safe out there also i'm just so happy to be here today because we have so many things to talk about today guys as you might already know this past weekend we had such great fights happening and not just mma fights we also had fantastic fantastic uh boxing fights happening over this past weekend of course of course i'm talking about the triple g and canelo fight i mean the entire fight card it was phenomenal and uh, for the mma card of course i'm talking about ufc fight night which was um headlined by a fight between david branch and luke rockhold so What we're going to be doing today is that we're going to be, you know, if time allows us, we're going to be briefly talking about um, what happened during each fight, Uh, just briefly break down those fights and just pretty much do a recap. And also, if we have some extra time, hopefully we do, uh, we're going to be briefly, again, breaking down the UFC fights that are going to be happening um, this weekend. Actually, they're going to be happening on Friday nights because uh, the fights are going to be happening in Japan. So because of all the time differences and everything, um, they're going to be uh, playing the fights on Friday nights. So make sure that you don't miss that because the fight card is actually um, pretty good. So yeah, just try not to miss it. It's actually on Friday night. So if we have some extra time, we're going to be uh, breaking down a few of those fights um, uh, on the UFC Japan card. So yeah, that's what we have lined up for today. And what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of sick. So I'll, I'll try my best not to clear my throat or actually cough when I'm talking to you guys. But yeah, you know, I'll try my best. Okay. Anyway, so let's talk about the Triple G and Canelo fight. Man, what a phenomenal card overall. I mean, personally, I couldn't really catch up to catch up with uh, all the fights that were happening, like the fights leading up to the main event. I couldn't personally do that, but I did watch the co-main event and it was a pretty, pretty good fight. Um, it's a pretty dynamic fight. Um, 
yeah but i don't i don't want to talk about it because i'm i'm scared that i'm gonna lose time uh and, and we're gonna uh, not not have time to talk about the triple g canelo fight so i'm just gonna get straight to that one so when it comes to that fight just the arena was so electric I mean, it was a 50-50 thing. Half of the fans were rooting for Canelo and the other half were rooting for Triple G. And from that alone, you know, that just tells you how close, that just pretty much foreshadows how close um, this fight was um, going to be. And just like I said, it was so electric and it was all filled up and um, so many celebrities um, in the crowd too. Anyway, so... It's time for the for the fighters to just walk out there. The first one, surprisingly, is Triple G. So usually in a fight, I mean, you guys probably know this by now. Whoever walks out first, that person is considered the underdog. And in this case, even though the fight was um, for the uh, WBO, WBA, IBF, and um, IBO middleweight championship of the world, and Triple G, as a matter of fact, was the champion... You know, Triple G walked out first, so people, the the betters and, you know, the the Vegas um, oddmakers actually considered uh, Triple G an underdog, which was pretty interesting because Triple G, I mean, he's a champion. Like, there's no reason for him to be considered an underdog, but in this case, surprisingly, he was just the underdog. Anyway, so when he was walking out into the ring... There was something in his face. When you would look at his face, he didn't have the usual grin on. Usually when he walks out, usually when Triple G walks out, he is just so confident and he's um he's in, in such a great mood and he's smiling to everybody and you know, holding his hands up and he's just in such a great mood. However, that night when he was walking out, he, he looked so serious and I mean I'm no I'm no um psychologist, but his face just looked a bit nervous and anxious and that was definitely uh, one of one of the first things that you would notice when triple g when the camera zoomed into triple g's face and just like i said this is pretty unusual for triple g because just like i said he's such a confident guy and it's just so unusual for him to be nervous before a fight especially just looking at his professional record he uh, he he was undefeated and, um, you know, when, when you logically think about it, there's no reason for him to be anxious or nervous. He can just because he doesn't know what's going to happen. So he just has to uh, walk out there and do his best. So there's really no reason for him to be anxious. But for whatever reason that night, mentally, he just looked a bit mm, shaken before the fight, though. OK, so eventually he was just walking into the ring and yeah he uh, maybe he was trying to recollect himself um before the fight and not get super excited and have all of his senses just focus on the fight he didn't want to really distract himself with um with the crowd and the cheering and all the pre-fight hype you could say so maybe that was the reason why but yeah overall he looked a bit nervous and anxious before this fight and then Canelo comes out. I mean, we all know how Canelo looks. Canelo usually, he has such a poker face on and he doesn't really express um, much emotion. And um, that was definitely the case too during um, his walkout into the ring. And he was just, he just looked extremely confident in himself and he was just walking out there. 
and he just looked extremely confident. I mean, he wasn't like grinning or just, uh, you know, hyping himself up. He was just so quiet and reserved. And that's just the way uh, Canelo is before a fight. And he just walked out there. But he, um, even though he didn't really have any um, emotions on his face or didn't really express anything, it was extremely obvious that he was just so confident that he thought he was going to win this fight. Anyway, so... Yeah, I'm just going to go right to the moment that the fight starts. Okay, so the fight starts. Uh, the guys um, touch gloves. And then uh, Canelo is looks extremely cautious. He doesn't want to just come out there and just um, swing a few punches or whatever. He, he seems like he has a really good game plan in his mind. But we're not really sure what he has in mind yet. However, Triple G... I think we already discussed this in our previous episode. One of his uh, main weapons is his constant jab. So he, um, even though he's not constantly throwing uh, power pun- uh, power punches towards his opponents, he constantly has that jab going, and um, he's just constantly throwing it towards his opponent. And by the uh, at the moment that the bell went off, beginning the very first round. Triple G had that jab going, obviously, and um, that kept uh, Canelo away from um, doing anything. However, that was just a temporary thing, and after a few seconds uh, went by, Canelo started his power punches from the very first round, and then he kept throwing um, body shots, and um, Canelo, I think we also talked about this in our previous episode, too, so... Canelo, he really, really likes um, powerful uppercuts and hooks. And as a matter of fact, just like I said, from the very first round, he was throwing those power shots. Just keep, He just kept throwing them, and he kept throwing them and throwing them, and he didn't really look that um, tired, actually. So he kept throwing them, and the thing, just again, <laughs> we've already mentioned all of this in our previous episode, but I just want to remind you guys in case like you want to... I guess, update your knowledge about these two fighters. So uh, even though Canelo was throwing all those power punches and he wasn't getting tired, Triple G, every now and then, he would he would um, duck away from those punches. However, when he did absorb them, he didn't look uh, wobbled even a little bit. So just like we said, Triple G has such a tough chin. He has an iron chin. And um, no matter how powerful those shots were, I mean, you could see a bit of damage in his face, but I mean, he wasn't cut or anything, but he wasn't he he never really lost his balance when he when he kept um, absorbing those shots from Canelo. Anyway, so for the for the next um, three rounds, this was just a reoccurring theme. okay? and so Canelo just kept throwing power punches. Triple G would throw counter punches, too. But the punches that it would throw, they were just good in terms of volume, not necessarily power. There weren't, you couldn't really match them uh, with um, Canelo's shots when it came to power, the power of the shots. So Canelo kept throwing his powerful punches for the first four rounds, okay? So that's just how the first four rounds went, okay? And then, you know, when you think about it, um, as just as a fan, I mean, not not just uh, not as an actual fighter just as a fan when you think about it logically 
when you keep throwing such powerful shots in the in the in the first few rounds and you have 12 rounds uh, 12 potential rounds to fight your opponent I mean, is that necessarily the smartest thing to do? Well, I don't really think so. If you're if you're just an average guy, well, you're definitely gonna get gassed out. But Canelo that night, I mean, after those uh, first four rounds, even though he had thrown so many power shots, he didn't really look that tired. Or you could just maybe the thing was you couldn't really tell tell that he was tired from his face. Okay, and then from the fifth round on, Triple G. He looked like he was just warmed up. And even though he had absorbed so many powerful shots so far in the fight from Canelo, he started throwing his own. He started throwing his own powerful shots. And um, the, the the thing that distinguished um, Triple G's shots from Canelo's shots was that Triple G was eventually, you know, warming up, warming up his... Um, motor you could say and um, not not just uh, was he throwing those punches the same uh, with the same amount of power or even more that Canelo had been throwing towards him he also kept up the the volume of shots okay so for the next uh, eight rounds Canelo uh, excuse me Triple G was throwing powerful shots and he had he had um, a, a an increasing amount of um, shots. He just kept throwing them towards um, Canelo. And Canelo, on the other hand, because there was there was such a high volume of shots coming towards him, he couldn't really do uh, a lot. And, um, you know, some say he was just so tired and some say that he never really got the chance to throw any punches because he's just he was being pretty much outboxed by uh, Triple G for whatever reason he just didn't really throw uh, the same shots that he was throwing in the first four rounds anyway so the round uh, excuse me the fight finishes and personally after i watched that fight i would give it to triple g eight four so i would get eight rounds uh to triple g and four rounds to canelo and i think that was the most um fair you could ever make it and it was just so obvious i mean for the for the la for the last eight rounds canelo didn't really do a lot to win the fight through decision to win any rounds but for the first four rounds sure he definitely won those Anyway, so the fight ends, and we're just waiting on the judges' scorecards, and Michael Buffer announces the scorecard. So one judge, Adelaide Bird, gives the fight to Canelo. The second judge gives it to Triple G, and the third judge gives it a draw. So this fight is ruled as a draw. And listen, man, it wasn't... If you ask me right after, say, the the eighth round of this fight, I would say the fight is pretty darn close. However, Triple G, in my opinion, Triple G definitely did enough to win this fight through unanimous decision. I don't know what was going on with um, Adelaide Bird, who actually ruled this fight in favor of Canelo. And actually, a fun fact for y'all, it turns out that Adelaide Bird, the judge who was um, who ruled this fight for Canelo, she usually rules fights uh, that are promoted by the Golden Boy promotion. So the promotion that also promotes Canelo. And I don't want to say anything else because you guys should pretty much do all the math in your head and 
come to a conclusion yourself. We're not making any allegations or anything, but just putting it out there in case you wanted to actually make sense of this. So yeah, in my opinion, it w it shouldn't have been a draw. It was just so clear that Triple G should have won that fight through unanimous decision. And obviously, just as how the fans really wanted wanted this fight to be, because we didn't really see a winner on that fight on that fight night. We actually want to see a rematch, of course. And I don't know. Maybe maybe it was supposed to be this way. But again, I don't want to make any allegations. But overall, what a phenomenal fight by both fighters, especially Triple G. I mean, I'm not trying to be biased, but that was a that was a great fight by Triple G. And, you know, you might have doubted him in the first four rounds of that fight. But right after that, he he became the same Triple G that we knew before. And I really applaud him for that. And also shout out to Canelo for actually keeping up with um, Triple G and not being knocked out. Um, by him so shout out to both guys and kudos to both guys okay right now i think it will be proper to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this do not go anywhere Taking that time right behind my back 
All right, everybody, welcome back. This is TKO on CFRU. TKO is all about combat sports, and we talk combat sports, especially MMA, all day, every day. Okay, so the song you just heard is actually the song that Triple G, <laughs> Gennady Golovkin, usually walks out to uh, when he wants to walk out into his uh, boxing ring. And yeah, I really wanted to play that song because I really felt like that Triple G was robbed during his fight with uh, Canelo. So this one's a tribute to, Can uh, excuse me, Triple G. So yeah, Triple G, if you're hearing this, woohoo, go Triple G. Yeah, anyway, so uh, without further ado, let's talk about UFC Fight Night in Pittsburgh, headlined by a fight between Luke Rockhold and David Branch. Okay, so... I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. So because of the boxing fights that were going on, I actually didn't really get to watch the undercard fights that were happening on this fight card. Um, the By the time Triple G and Canelo ended, the I think the co-main event of this um, card was also ending. So I didn't really get to watch uh, the fights that were happening on the main card, except for the main event. And so I waited and waited, and the main event did not disappoint me at all. And so, okay, let's just give you guys a brief background of these guys. So David Branch, he's, he's such an underrated guy. I mean, he's had so many accomplishments outside the UFC. He's a former champion from the World Series of Fighting. And um, Luke Rockhold uh, himself is a former champion, the former middleweight champion at the UFC. And the last fight that he had, he lost his belt to the current champion, Michael Bisping. And, okay, I feel like the reason why David Branch is just so underestimated is because he's not ranked that high in the UFC at the moment. So people don't really take him seriously. But in reality, they should because David Branch is such a, a dangerous fighter because... First of all, he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and not only that, it's not just his jiu-jitsu that makes him so unique. It's all the all the great set of skills that he has as an MMA fighter. He's so explosive, and he has such great stamina, and his power doesn't really decline over, over the course of a fight. And Luke Rockhold, too, I feel like people also tend to underestimate him after his, um, his recent loss to Michael Bisping because... Mm, they're saying that, okay, like, if he was a real champion, he should have been able to defend at his um, title when he was fighting Bisping, and the fight that he had with Michael Bisping, it was on a 10-day notice, so that just really shows how fake of a champion he was. I mean, that's just what some people say, but it's obviously not true for... Uh, the things that people say aren't true for either one of these fighters at all, so this fight was just such a great matchup, and it just... Um, the results of this fight just shows how um, how perseverant, you could say, and determined uh, the winner is. And not to just take anything away from the loser, too. I mean, uh, if they do lose this fight, it's not going to be in a shameful manner, you could say, because I'm pretty sure they would have given it their all in this fight because both guys are just that good and they're not like oh i'm gonna knock out this fight i'm not i'm gonna knock out this fighter in the in the very first second and i just want to do i, I don't want to fight anymore i'm pretty sure this fight is going to be um, a dynamic one and a brawl okay 
So I watched this fight and it was a pretty good fight. In the very first round, David Branch just came out swinging and being completely explosive. So he threw so many power shots and he was just so extremely fast. His agility, I really praise him for his agility. And um, he kept putting pressure on Luke Rockhold and he kept pressuring him against the cage. And um, he really wanted to attempt takedowns. Um, but he wasn't really that successful. Uh, however, while Luke Rockhold was in that position, so while he was being pressured against the cage and everything, he was the one who was able to, uh, you know, just keep 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 calm and turn um, situations, for, you know, and, and for benefit of himself, if that makes sense. So even though he was um, in, in the bad position while David Branch was putting so much pressure on him, he tried to turn uh, turn uh, things 180 degrees in a way and um, make them to, their, to his own advantage. And that's exactly what he did while David Branch was trying to take him down. He was the one who uh, turned things around in a way so that he was able to uh, take down David Branch and I really praise him for that and uh, while David Branch was just d giving it all all that he had and everything you, the look that uh, Luke Rockhold had on his face it just said everything and he just looked so extremely calm and he was uh, giving thumbs up uh, <laughs> to, to the referee and he was just so calm so the first round ended and then the second round uh, Luke Rockhold came out swinging himself and I feel like he was just warmed up and uh, he kept throwing so many punches and David Branch he was on the ground and you know usually when somebody's being grounded and pounded upon um, the referee declares it a TKO however because David Branch kept um, trying to you know roll away from D uh, Luke Rockhold's punches uh he was still getting hit in the head and the referee wouldn't stop the fight and david branch felt like he had had enough so because of the punches being thrown at him david branch actually tapped out so this was the very first time at least that i've seen that somebody has tapped out to shots and punches to ground and pound so there you have it luke rockhold made a great comeback into the game and he's already calling out people he's calling out gsp he's saying that gsp shouldn't be fighting um george st pierre shouldn't be fighting michael bisming and that he wants to get a title shot next and he wants to take revenge from michael bisming which is totally understandable and also shout out to david branch for he's such a fantastic fighter and that loss the fact that he tapped out to the shots doesn't take take away anything from him as a fighter he's such a phenomenal fighter both of these guys are phenomenal fighters and yeah that's just why i love mma so much it's because of all of these moments and all the perseverance and determination and all of these things okay so I'm just looking at the clock right now, my friends. And um, unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRE.ca to catch up with our show. And until next time, it's your girl, Janon, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.